1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice Podcast. My name is Richard Brown, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, I'm currently on a ski break in a a rented house in Utah, the United States of America, and so I'm trying to cram in as much as possible off-piste as I do on-piste, so to speak. So today is for you, though, if you feel a little bit different, perhaps even a misfit, dropout or a dreamer even. I'm going to highlight the four main barriers that I consider or that I hear about quite a lot uh, to getting what you want out of property and to discuss a few ways of how to
0: combat these right now. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter.
1: There's a song from a band called The National, um, which is I Need My Girl which I often listen to when separated from my wife for an extended period of time. I know, I'm a bit of a soppy so-and-so, aren't I? (laughs) There you go. But within that song, it has the line, the party was full of punks and cannonballers, as the songwriter contemplated the apparently odd people around him. And this line stuck in my head as being a little unusual. I mean, what is a cannonballer anyway? Well, according to the Urban Dictionary, One of its meanings is someone who just doesn't fit in or obey convention. And do you feel like that? You just don't fit in, Um, be it with friends and family, work or study colleagues, or the other people that you run into in your normal haunts? You may notice that you are different, or you might even feel abnormal even. Well, I was chatting to a couple of late teen or early 20 year olds recently about their plans and hopes for the future and they were very clearly different in that they read up on good financial management and are considered to be extreme savers in that they set aside well in excess of 30 percent of their earnings to provide for their future. In fact one of them even sets aside 70 percent of their earnings would you believe. And then there were a couple of people who had established and considered, you know, established themselves rather and had what you know, many people considered to be desirable careers but they just wanted out at some point in the near future. They wanted to start doing something that would provide them with a safety net or an escape rope from their apparently attractive careers. Finally, one or two well, sorry, one or two people that had experienced something of a shock, be it a job loss or health issues, and and this made them sit back and take stock of their situation, leading them to want to make a change. Here's the thing though, many of the world's great change makers were in fact dropouts, misfits, or dreamers. Perhaps they had to be different to, to make a difference, who knows? Now, we don't all need to be the next Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, or Richard Branson to make a difference to our own lives, our financial futures, or to those of the people we care about. So just consider these statistics for a moment. In the UK, there were 2.5 million people classified as landlords in 2018. This was according to Ludlow Thompson. And in another report by Mortgages for Business, around 43% of these landlords own more than one rental property. Well, to put that into perspective, that's under 1.7%, less than 2% of the UK population are considered to be multiple landlords. As I mentioned, less than 2% are multiple landlords. I don't know why I'm repeating myself. (laughs) Sorry about that. But that does imply, at least at face value, that being a landlord or property investor is difficult. You know, it's out of reach to 98% or more of the, of the population. or well, at least there are some barriers that need to be overcome, which is what we shall come on to right now. Then, according to iNews, the average pension pot is just £50,000. That's the pot, not the income, by the way. The pot would typically produce an annuity income or an annual income of just about £2,000 per year. Average savings in the UK are rumoured to be just over £10,000 and around 25% of people have no savings at all and are literally a paycheck away from financial distress or ruin. These statistics don't take into account the rising retirement age and the costs of health care as we start to live longer as well. So it doesn't take that much to beat the average when you think about it, even if you think it's difficult. And I hope to share some ways to change that thought process over the next few minutes. But just as the simplest diet plan is to eat less and exercise more, the simplest financial plan for a healthier future is to spend less and save more. That's it, really. That's a simple financial diet, if you like. Spend less and save more. But then if you want an upgrade from maybe economy class, because that's probably going to get you to economy class um, as your future, from economy class to premium economy class, we should invest wisely to achieve inflation-beating compound growth. And if we want to go from premium economy class to business class, if we can earn a little bit more, then we can save and invest more to grow that snowball faster as well and finally if you want first class well that usually comes from scaling and leveraging to multiply your own efforts and capitalize on that of the effort of other people networks and systems. However as with many things in life it's simple but not always easy. So what is stopping us from achieving this simple uh, financial diet then? Well I usually find or I usually hear it's one or more of the following first a lack of knowledge or education second a lack of finances third a lack of time or at least conflicting priorities and fourth a lack of belief Now, as a listener to the Property Voice podcast, and if you have plugged into the various free or low-cost resources available at the Property Voice, such as the free podcast resources page, the YPN magazine articles, which you can get subscription free, and the Property Investor Toolkit book, I'm going to knock the knowledge one on the head straight away. The know-how you require to realise a better life in property is already out there, At no or next to no cost. Granted you might be overwhelmed or be procrastinating a bit but that's a different proposition and that can be resolved simply by asking for help from someone that has been there before you to give you some guidance. So marry up the knowledge that you can acquire on the one hand with a bit of guidance from somebody you trust on the other. So let's move on from that one please. Next up, of course, a lack of money. Of course, money is the main resource we need in property, isn't it? Well, it can be a challenge, of course it can. There's no doubt about it, and I'm not hiding from that. However, when you consider that I I am currently mentoring a couple of people on my apprenticeship program who also have very little, or in fact, no money whatsoever, and they are finding a way to develop a plan for a better financial future through property related activities from this starting position then we can't really accept a lack of money either to, to, you know, to stop us from getting going can we? Well where there's a will there's a way even if you don't have a massive investment fund set aside trust me on that. So that just leaves us with the two biggest limiting factors as far as I can see at least time or conflicting priorities and belief or self-belief to be more accurate. Now with time we all have just 24 hours a day don't we? All of us. Nobody gets more. So how do some people manage to achieve more with their 24 hours than others? Well again one of my apprentices raised this in one of our group calls and we took you know five to ten minutes as a collective to crowdsource some suggestions between us for him. So to-do lists and apps, you know, with to-do lists on them, uh, what I like to call my three to five list of realistic priority actions per day, and a time logging timesheet uh, to track wasted time, or, or a time that could be better utilized, Were just some of the suggestions that were quickly offered. And so too was the suggestion to simply drop some things on their to-do list at times. And instead focus on the ones that would lead to direct income or definite steps towards achieving their stated goals. By the way having some stated goals is a good idea to begin with. Now sure it might mean dropping that Netflix series or not watching the football on TV but that's called sacrificing today for a better tomorrow or delayed gratification as they say in many success training circles. And if you remember the famous quote to live as others cannot tomorrow, you have to do what others will not today. And I, I therefore think that half of the battle relates to time management and prioritization. So if you can crack those two, you're well on your way. And then the other big one is, is all about our self-limiting beliefs. Too young, too old, not clever enough, remember what I just said about knowledge, not rich enough, remember what I just said about not having enough money, from the wrong side of town, from a marginalised community, too busy, got a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife or significant other, got a family, got a stressful job, got a business to run and so on. There are all. These are all circumstances that can stop us from acting and realising our plans, goals and dreams, but only if we let them. Just, I just want to go off uh, topic a little bit here because I, I was on the ski slopes today as I kind of have alluded to a little bit. Sorry about that. But I saw a couple of people who had clear disabilities skiing in various forms. You know, some people with just one leg, some people with no movement in the lower body, and yet they were finding a way to get down the mountain and enjoy the same sort of adrenaline rush that that I was enjoying with my rather crappy uh, skiing technique. In fact, they were putting me to shame, I have to tell you. So you know, many can and indeed do overcome the challenges I've been referring to, and many others besides, and find you know find the time to start and succeed in property. Again, trust me on that. I guess though, if I'm honest, I am one of the so-called privileged ones. I'm white, I'm male, university educated, and I'm in good health, and I have a home in Southeast England. So postcode lotteries and all that stuff. But I but I was also divorced broke, in debt, and a prescription away from uh, medication to treat depression, as well as having no real clue about how to actually apply these simple financial principles to my personal life. And that was despite having a day job in financial services. It's nuts, isn't it, really, when you think about it? You see, I had two things going wrong in my life about a decade ago. First was a lack of relevant education. They don't teach effective personal financial management and investing at school and on most university course, courses, rather, and even in most of the financial services industry as well, in fact. Trust me on that. So I had a knowledge gap, uh, certainly a quality knowledge gap as a result. Second, whilst I had tried several business ideas and schemes, I did tend to go about things in, uh, in the wrong way. If I'm really truthful with you, I took some big risks at times, and I placed my trust in the wrong people around me, if truth be known. And these were largely issues of belief. I was busy, aren't we all? And I was broke, as I alluded to. But here's what I did. I spent around four years educating myself in personal finance and, in, and property in particular. And back then, the level of information available was less organised and accessible than it is now in truth and I could have short-circuited this learning process considerably with what I know now and that's what I advise many other people to do in fact. So you, you won't need to wait four years to get started in other words. Then I worked on my attitude and belief and I don't believe, hmm, there you go there's a contradiction there isn't there, but I don't believe that I have 100% cracked this yet but I'm much further down the track than I was back then. And I have two tips here, if you like. One's not from me and one is. Um, and in fact, one of them might in fact surprise you. It's mindfulness or just sitting quietly, relaxing and calming your thoughts occasionally, which is, uh, which is one that Richard, one of my apprentices, suggested to us all recently. And then from my point of view, I have found that the Stoic philosophy is one of the most practical ways to channel my thoughts into controllable, practical actions and to reduce stress and anxiety in the process. So just a couple of tips there for you. But why am I sharing some of these more personal insights? You might be wondering. Well, I was all washed up in a tough spot, and without much of a real clue in my early to mid 40s in reality. Yes, I managed to find a way out. That's my point. I'm not trying to dwell on how you know terrible it was for me. I'm, t- I'm trying to illustrate that I found the way out. I found the way through this. I was a misfit. I had a successful corporate career, but it always felt as though I was swimming against the tide in corporate land. I was a dropout of sorts in my last job. I volunteered for redundancy where my name was not even at risk or one of the ones at risk in one of those boxes there as a bit of an aside uh, my me putting my hand up actually meant that somebody else who was at risk managed to keep their job so you know that 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 worked out quite well, didn't it really for both of us? but I was also a dreamer and always had been in truth just a dreamer without a viable plan though back then that's all. And you may relate to some of this. Chances are that your circumstances are a little different to mine. However, when you boil it down, if you have not yet cracked it with your personal finances and your dreams to be working on a viable and action, actionable plan, rather, then I would hazard a guess that time, or rather prioritization, and belief, are, or rather self-belief, are potentially the two biggest barriers for you to overcome you can get the knowledge and you can overcome a lack of funding. Trust me. So whilst there are four main barriers to overcome, just have a think about those two biggies then, time and prioritization and self-belief, and then just go do something about sorting them. And if you feel like you're, you know, a bit of a misfit, dropout, dreamer, or even a bit of a cannonballer, there is still hope for you yet. And uh, you being good company as well, I can assure you of that. (laughs) There you go then. So that's me done from stateside again this week. Um, I'm off now to enjoy the Apres ski proper right now. But don't forget the show notes are available on the website, thepropertyvoice.net, including how you can reach me by telephone. Maybe wait a week before you try that one though. Or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, or just talk property investing more generally, you know you can email me podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be
0: more than happy to hear from you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast, and if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.